Hi, this is Rebecca. In this episode, I will be discussing how college culture leads to sexual assault and the prevention efforts that are being taken. American College Health Association identifies sexual and relationship violence as a serious public health issue affecting college and university campuses. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, female college students ages 18 to 24 years are three times more likely than women in the general population to experience sexual violence. 16.9% of females reported sexual assault in their first year of college. However, sexual assault is difficult to measure and severely underreported. More than 50% of college sexual assaults occur in the first few months of the semester and are usually from someone known to the victim, such as a fellow student, current or ex-dating partner, or friend. Women are more likely to be victimized than men, but it is essential to disregard the harmful assumption that women are the only victims. Among undergraduate students, 23.1% of females and 5.4% of males experience rape or sexual assault through physical force or violence. The assumption that women are the only victims creates a massive roadblock that stands in the way of groups and individuals who can offer support and resources to victims. Statistics are also misleading. They do not account for the underreporting rate of college sexual violence, which is 90%. Ohio State, Michigan, and Dartmouth all had confirmed cases of faculty sexual assault against students. Administration must take responsibility for the environment on college campuses by talking about it and discussing the problem at mandatory attendance events for both students and employees. Universities are too often underprepared for sexual violence, both in resources and training. Colleges fail to train staff to understand the victim impact or victim behavior. It is the university's responsibility to meet the burden of proof through a proper investigation. The presence of alcohol is involved in many of these incidents. The federal government has increased awareness of the issue and provided guidance on efforts to prevent sexual violence and promote student safety, but the programs fail to address the party culture at colleges and the role of alcohol in that culture as contributing factors to the prevalence of sexual assault. There is a direct link between partying and increase in reports of sexual assault. A campus sexual assault study reports that more than half of incapacitated rapes reported by college women occur at parties and that a majority of perpetrators were under the influence of alcohol. Alcohol consumption has direct effects of increasing aggression and decreasing cognitive function, which are possible sources of increased sexual assault at parties. The perpetrators may also believe that there is a lower chance of being punished when alcohol is involved. I also find that there are increased instances of sexual assault associated with football games and tailgating. Football games increase reports of rape for women between the ages of 17 and 24 by an average of 28%. Universities designated as party schools by the Princeton Review showed a larger increases of rape on game days, providing further evidence of a link between excessive partying and sexual assault. Alcohol control policies and other efforts to encourage safer partying have been focused on in recent discussions of sexual assault prevention. Federal government and CDC programs to prevent sexual assault have been ineffective, except for those that provide education to middle school students. Several social factors disincentivize minority victims of sexual assault from reporting their crimes. LGBTQ plus students experience higher levels of poverty, social marginalization, and overall reported increased accounts of alienation, and these factors contribute to increased vulnerability to sexual assaults. Sexual assault training for professionals 
may not address the differences between LGBTQ plus relationships as opposed to heterosexual relationships. And as it goes underreported, the victim may continue to be in an abusive environment, further driving them to remain silent. According to the NRAPE on campus, while 80% of rapes are reported by white women, women of color are more likely to be assaulted than white women. Poverty includes additional aspects to the barriers of sexual assault, and the expenses associated with being sexually abused are often not taken into consideration. Sexual assault survivors and advocacy groups have called for a more collective effort to prevent sexual assault on campuses, including better investigation, more accountability of the colleges, and adequate punishment of the perpetrators, who often receive little to no consequences. Creating mandatory programs for undergraduate students, which inform students about sexual assault and alcohol safety are excellent programs that have increased student understanding of sexual violence. The disproportionate rate of minority students sexually assaulted calls for a massive overhaul on a societal level and suggests additional training for professionals to understand the unique nature of minority victims and the barriers preventing them from getting help. Discussions of race, socioeconomic status, and sexual orientation and how they relate to the prevalence of sexual assault are the driving factors to reducing assault rates among minority individuals and encouraging minorities to seek up, to speak up and seek help. One article that I read approached the issue from a different lens. The effort to reduce rape, sexual assault, and unwanted sex could benefit from debating the question, is campus rape sometimes an extension of hookup culture? The focus is often on alcohol, binge drinking, and Greek life facilitating excessive intoxication, but the less understood role may be the social pressures that push students to have and promote emotionless casual sex. Leah Fessler, the college graduate who addresses this question, interviewed multiple women who struggled to decipher between assault and casual sex. Many survivors struggle to accuse their rapists as such if they are consented to some or even most of sexual engagement. By analyzing campus sexual culture more holistically, we can understand and diagnose otherwise obscure root causes for sexual misconduct. These cultural and perceptual changes won't happen unless we engage in the debate.